1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Welcome back to My First Time, a mostly sexy sex podcast from Broadly. My name is Zing Sing. I thought
2: that the things that would make me money were my literal assets. So, you know, whether I had like really nice big tits.
1: Today on My First Time... Hi, my
2: name's Holly, and this is the story of my first time working at a strip club.
1: Holly's an average kind of girl. She's just like you or me. She loves a good chat, she's broke most of the time, and she pays way too much to live in London. Holly also had an average person's view on stripping. She'd made up her mind, but minds can change.
2: My first experience with the strip club was that I lived nearby one. It was kind of a simultaneous thing where I was having a time where I was really broke and uh, really struggling with money constantly, trying to make ends meet and just really struggling to stay financially afloat in London. I think I even just joked about it one day where I was like, oh, fuck, well, maybe I'll just become a stripper. And then I had a kind of light bulb moment where I was like, maybe I'll just become a stripper. And because I lived right next to one, I decided to go in and just check it out and see what it's like because I'd never been in one before I went in I remember it was a Thursday and there was just a sea of men in suits standing and like holding pints and, like watching this girl dance on stage I remember being really like blown away by how beautiful this woman was and how sensual and erotic her performance was and I felt very like nervous to be there because I felt like it wasn't really my space like I wasn't allowed like I'd snuck in backstage <laughs> to a concert so I um I was like so broke at the time I like bought half a pint because I, like, I have to buy something and uh, watched and chatted to some of the girls um and then couldn't really stay for much longer because I felt yeah out of place but I'd sort of by that point decided it was something that I was interested in and research things on the internet about it and I was carrying a lot of like that stigma with me that I think is really like prevalent. I was definitely one of those people before I started working at a strip club who thought it was like a dangerous bad place full of like stupid sluts and like all of this stuff that like everyone was a
1: victim who was there like people were only there because they had no other choice. We're going to come back to what Holly thinks of strippers at first, she's got to land the job. Everyone hates doing interviews. Difficult questions, difficult people, and the just not knowing whether or not you've got it. It can be pretty stressful. I went and
2: auditioned, and the first time
1: I ever danced for anyone was in my audition. So
2: I arrived there at, I think it was like six o'clock on a weekday afternoon or something, and I went and got changed, and changed into like the one set of fancy lingerie that i had and they played a song and i danced on stage for a minute in front of a crowd of punters i remember thinking that it would feel more like something and it didn't really i thought i would feel more naked
1: or more looked at or like more exposed there's probably loads of people who come in and audition to be strippers in london holly obviously impressed the first time round.
2: Yeah. And then they hired me. So and I signed like a photocopied form and I was given some shifts the next week. It wasn't very. And that was it. It was very straightforward. What my experience was going to be was like completely different. Like I thought certain things were going to be hard and they were really easy. So like taking your clothes off for someone I found really easy and like it didn't cost me anything, you know. And things that were much more difficult were, like, I didn't really realise that what I'd signed up for was really, in effect, a sales job. I don't know why, like, but some part of me thought, oh, I'd just turn up and people would just want dances or there'd be some kind of system. Or it hadn't really occurred to me that what I'd signed up for was, yeah, completely sales and that 100% of your job is to just approach people and sell them you effectively, and sell them, you know, a part of your personality and sell your personal brand, whatever that is. And I was really unprepared for that. It's not something that I was naturally good at in, like, my day-to-day life or, yeah, or, like, came easily to me. But I thought that given that I was here, then
1: I'd have to just give it a go, like, jump in. One of the things that Holly now understands about stripping, it's all about selling yourself, but not yourself yourself yourself. It's about selling a fantasy of yourself, a person that other people want to spend time with.
2: Yeah, It was quiet, it was during the day, and I just started approaching people and asking if they wanted to go for dances. And they did, you know, I remember there was a sort of apprehension, like first day of school feeling, like getting ready in the dressing room and all the girls there knew each other and were very close friends. There was sort of like lots of excitement and chatter and... Yeah, I guess I sort of like kept quiet and kept to myself to just like gauge the vibe. It's a really interesting place to work because there are lots of assumptions that I had about the kind of women who would work there. I had, um, you know, concerns and fears that it would be aggressive and competitive and catty and that people would like bully each other and hurt each other or want to steal each other's money and customers, which can all be true, but then also it's one of the places I've worked which I've experienced the most camaraderie, sisterhood, care, love, support, a real sense of community. So I think the job on a whole has been a really polarizing experience, a real dichotomy for me, because what I expected like wasn't what it was. And what it was was like always two really extreme things. So working in a strip club for the first time was on the one hand like such a thrill like to feel so empowered to earn some money to have agency you know to feel like I could make decisions in my life now that I had some space to breathe but then also there were things about it that were really difficult which I didn't expect like your self-esteem attached to how much money you did or didn't earn that day and that being like a daily fluctuating thing you know so I feel really good about my job today because I earn good money or I feel really shit about my job today because I didn't earn much money And then I moved on to work at another club later on, about six months to a year later, where it was very sit-down orientated. And sit-downs are just a term that we use at a strip club for when someone pays for your time. So they might book an hour with you, whatever. And you might dance, but mostly you're going to talk to that person and spend time with that person. That is, like, really hard work, I found. So basically your job is now, like, catering to the egos of, like um of like the men that you're talking to being um an ego massager and performing like a lot of emotional labor for that person having to pretend that you are like really enjoying yourself all the time to have to like generate all of this positive energy to like yeah to like receive anything that they're going through at the moment and i experienced that as like really draining But there's this culture, I think, at work that I experienced when I first worked at a strip club and still now. And maybe this is like a societal thing where it's seen as kind of like a shameful job to do. There's this idea at strip clubs where if someone just pays to spend time with you, you've somehow like got away with murder and your job is so much better. Like I didn't even take my clothes off and they spent hundreds of pounds just talking
1: to me. Like how amazing. Holly got off to a good start in the club. She picked up work, money and a good rep early on. And she was a quick learner. She learnt from the best.
2: It was a process of discovery, like looking at the other girls and seeing what they were doing and trying to implement that. It has an interesting effect on your self-esteem because you're selling a product and the product is you. And to see other people succeeding and, like, earning money and if you're not making any money in the evening makes you feel... Really worthless because it makes you feel like what you have to offer your product is like less good than someone else's when really it's a sales job and people's sales skills are like what get them those sales. It's not because you have like inherently different values, but it's really hard for it not to occur to you like that sometimes when you're at work. Yeah, it's really like difficult if you're not making any money in that environment. But then the converse happens. So I guess my initial experience of working at a strip club was. As someone who'd never really earned any money before then, and was like really struggling for a long time, to suddenly have access to making myself financially stable was just the biggest rush. It was a real euphoria, and I it gave me so much confidence in my whole life. And it wasn't because I was like, oh yeah, I'm taking my clothes off for money, and and people love it, and that made me feel good. It wasn't that at all. It was really being able to buy whatever I wanted in the supermarket and not feeling, like, so stressed that I wasn't going to be able to afford my rent or the pressure of, um yeah, not being financially secure that's, like, so stressful and eroding and, like, affects your self-confidence a lot. And it's really hard, like, in, uh, in London, especially, I guess, where everything is much more competitive and fast-paced and expensive. It was a really surprising effect because I don't think I realised that being broke all the time was making me feel shit i didn't connect the dots and to feel like so empowered earning some money really made me realize like just gave me loads of self-worth basically
0: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: For me, speaking to Holly, it seems like the strip club is somewhere men can get in touch with their emotions without actually having to admit it to themselves or their peers.
2: Being a therapist, like being a friend, being a pal, like all of those things that you get from those like, relationships. And also, I guess, because it's a it's an anonymous space, usually, and it's... a uh, a space that they've, like, paid for and it's removed from the rest of their lives, like, I guess, a therapist, you're this sort of, like, third party, then I think they feel free to discuss things that they might not feel comfortable in their personal lives or to be someone that they don't get to be in their personal lives, you know? Be really fun or, like, be really quiet or be be a person that they don't get to be at work or at home. And I guess we create the space for that, I think. Sexy... Chat like, doesn't not happen, but that's definitely not the backbone of why people, in my personal experience, seek out to like, pay to spend time with
1: a sex worker. It's not an easy ride in a strip club. Competition is tough. You've got to attract customers.
2: I thought that the things that would make me money were my literal assets so you know whether i had like really nice big tits or you know um was like thin and or uh, whatever like i don't know i had these like ideas that like those were the things that were going to make me money if i was like commercially beautiful or like if i you know looked like a hot girl in a magazine like that was the thing that was going to make earn me money and that just completely flat out is not true when i got there i instantly realized it had absolutely Nothing to do with the way that you looked at all. And it was everything to do with, yeah, how you sold things. Whatever it is that you're going to do to make it feel like someone's wants to spend their money on that thing, right? And sometimes it's a really difficult thing to put your finger on. Um, you look at some girls who are, like, really amazing at the job and you're like, wow, oh, how are they doing that? And, like, a huge variety. I guess if you talk to someone and you make them feel good, then they're going to probably want to spend more time with you. You're basically trying to convince them that this is like a worthwhile thing to spend your money on, that you're high value, that your time is high value, that they're going to feel good, they're going
1: to have fun, That, and that you have a personal connection. In 2018, talking about your career has become tricky for a lot of people. I wouldn't even know how to describe to my mum or dad what I do for a living. But if you're a stripper, it can be even more difficult. There's still so much baggage for some people.
2: Not super, like, out and proud about it. I don't, like, tell everyone because, I don't know, I guess I like to be in control of, like, who I tell and how I tell them. And having to have conversations with everyone about it can be quite tiring too. So sometimes it's just easier not to tell people because you don't want to have to then, like, deal with all... Best stuff that comes up as a result of like the job that you do that can just be really tiring. I've like kept my how much I tell and don't tell people to a level at which it's manageable and I can just choose whether to tell people or not, you know. The first person I told that I started working at a strip club was my best friend who I was certain would absolutely like love it. So when I first started doing it, I didn't tell anyone, it was a complete secret. And I think that was almost like the golden era of like working in a strip club was because I wasn't carrying like anyone else's opinions apart from my own and anyone else's judgments apart from my own and I felt really free to just immerse myself in this experience and uh and just relate to it in the way that I wanted to you know but then also like carrying this secret I was like bursting at the seams to tell someone so I told my best friend And I was so sure that she was going to be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, tell me all the stories. And I'd be this, like, this comrade. Yeah. And then when I told her, she was like, oh. And there was this kind of, like, distance. And I'm sure she wasn't judging me. But there was something going on which made her not be as, like, expressive or effervescent or enthusiastic as I thought she was going to be. She was just like, okay. All right, cool. And it was and it finished there and it made me feel so disappointed. I was so disappointed that she wasn't thrilled by my scandal or this like adventure that I was going on. And so I never really talked about work with her for a long time. And then a while later I brought it up with her, like maybe a year or so later, and I said, "Oh, yeah, like does it bother you? Is there is there a problem? Are we cool about this?" And she said, No, not at all. I just really wanted to, like, respect what you were doing. And I didn't want to pry. Like, I felt like I didn't want to push you to tell me anything you didn't want to tell me and that you would tell me things if you wanted to. And if you wanted to share the stories, you would. And didn't want
1: to, like, pry or have you share things you didn't want to share, which I thought was interesting. I don't know. Before she got into stripping, Holly came into it with her own preconceptions. Everything that she expected to struggle with wasn't that hard at all. But there were also challenges she never thought she'd have to deal with. My experience of it like changed a lot, you know.
2: My first experience was like really thrilling for loads of reasons. And then over time, the things that I found difficult about it started to emerge. And I think it's interesting because in our in our industry, as and especially as someone like myself who who engages with sex work activism who champions the destigmatization of sex work someone who um, cares about all the women who work in the sex industry for their like rights to be fought for for them to have experienced like less stigma in their lives sometimes you feel like you can't talk about the things that you find difficult about the industry or problematic with the industry because there's always this automatic Assumption with the people that you're talking to, where you feel like they're going to ask you, well, "Why don't you just do something else?" or "Why don't they just do something else?" The women that you're talking about, and I don't think it's that straightforward because you want uh, women to have access to work. I think that's really important. And also, then you're silencing someone to not fight for uh, for their rights in their industry, right? I think that you don't want to question someone's choices. You just want to. Um, empower them to be able to have good and safe working conditions to feel safe at work I think that these are the things that we need to look at not why someone does or doesn't choose to do this line of work because ultimately I think that if we find ourselves in a world where all sex workers whether they work in strip clubs or they do full service work escorts cam girls porn stars whether they all feel um, empowered at work in the sense that they feel like they have a safe working environment and they feel like they have agency in dictating what that looks like and how that works. I think, you know, then people can choose whether they want to work in that industry or not and that's very much up to them. And I think that we silence people when we sort of, like, question their choices like that. I don't know whether I want to stay in the industry. I don't think it's something that I necessarily, like, want to do. I guess I stayed because it seemed... Like, I just enjoyed the financial security. I didn't find something else to replace that, in honesty. Um, I really enjoyed the freedom, being able to choose when I wanted to work and when I didn't want to work, you know, choosing my own hours. It just seemed like a great solution at the time, you know, that I was like, oh, well, this is what I'll do now. And then I had the freedom to, you know, drop it whenever I wanted to do something else. You know, I've worked for four years, but on and off I've done... I'm taking time off to travel, to pursue like um, education or other projects. So it's been a really great, for me personally anyway, it's just like supplemented my life in a really useful way. It is hard to leave because I did feel like I wouldn't be able to earn as much money anywhere else or I wouldn't have as much freedom. The freedom that I felt like I got from that kind of work was the thing and then you kind of bury and push all the side <laughs> some of the things that you don't like so much about it because you just weigh it up and you think like oh well, this serves my life in the best way you know it's a trade-off
1: Thanks for listening to My First Time a podcast from Broadly my name is Zing Sing and I'm the UK editor of Broadly check out some of the stuff we've written about Heidi and our other guests online at broadly.vice.com. This week's episode was produced by Sam Bonham. We'll see you next week. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win.
1: And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be.